Hello and welcome to LDS Transitions. I uh, listened to How I Hear Him by Elder Ballard, or I should say President Ballard, since he's the acting president over the Quorum of the Twelve. And he shares an experience of how he had a, a moment where it touched him greatly, um, a spiritual moment, something that um, seemed to be a moment in his life of deep impact. But he also talked about not seeing an angel, um, not hearing a voice, just that his heart was touched. And I have nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, but it, it affects my narrative too. And the reason why it affects my narrative growing up or my old narrative is that, you know, I, <laughs> I was a youth and I memorized uh, Elder McConkie's last uh, testimony meeting shortly before he died. And he talked about how Elder McConkie said something to the effect of um, that he will meet Christ and and I think some... I, I should have the reference, right? Um, something about touching the nail marks in his hands and in his feet and that he shall not have... You know, the, his knowledge of the living Christ uh, will be no different than when he meets Christ personally and embraces him or, you know, fills the null marks in his hands and in his side. Um, and I'm not doing it justice, but I think it's, I think it's interesting because growing up, the narrative that I grew up with was that these people knew Christ personally, not just through feelings, but through actual visitations. Not a vision, not a dream, but actual visitations. And, you know, growing up it was always, well, we don't talk about that even amongst the Twelve because it's too sacred. And, but the narrative that I'm getting from the, those that I listen to now, the narrative is not to suggest visitation, suggesting hearing voices. It's more of a suggestion of that they, that their hearts are touched and so my question is is how is that any different than meditation um people that do meditation um it's deeply impactful and they're not saying a prayer it's more of quieting their soul and receiving um, 
I don't know what I guess it wouldn't be receiving. I don't know how to describe it because I haven't really meditated in a by anyone that's been trained uh, to teach meditation. I've always just kind of done it on my own as far as quiet moments. Um, so, why, I guess, you know, Elder Razban says, um, talks about choosing why you stay. Elder Ballard talks about hearing him. But if we teach everybody how to meditate, are we... Are we learning something? I mean, are we doing anything different than we would spiritually? I was listening to a podcast where someone indicated that... um, Oh, it's on John DeLynn's uh, podcast. I forget who the individual was. Uh, He's from England. But he uh, talked about... Um, praying with a Muslim and feeling the spirit, you know, with the prayer mat and everything. And so he went and, um, and prayed with a Muslim roommate and how he felt the spirit, uh, you know, and so there's this narrative of, well, of course you can, of course you can feel the spirit, you know, you're, you're still talking to the divine, right? There is one God, so regardless of what we call him, it it is one God, right? But my uh, my thought is, okay, so what's unique about the church? What's unique why I should stay? What's unique why I should give 10% of my income? What's unique on... Why I should allow them to disparage and marginalize people that I know and call it, allow them to call it in the name of God. What's any different with anything else? Does that make sense? What... What religion out there gives you more or less than this? What does meditation without religion, without spirituality, give you more or less than this? I think that's a good question to consider is, okay, so what if there's not a God? Can you still find sorry, what if you what if you don't know there's a God and and you don't worship God and you don't recognize God, can you still have the same blessings in your life through meditation that you would have from any other religion, and especially the the Mormon religion? What what distinguishes the church? We don't have healing. 
you know, we we had a fasting for praying, fasting and prayer of um, praying for the relief from COVID, right? Or praying for the healing effects from COVID. We don't have enough faith or courage to pray for healing, just healing from the effects from it. Um, I think the thing is, is that the church realizes they don't have the answers. That's another problem. They blame it on the members. They put it on the shoulders of the members. They say, well, I don't have a problem with it. It must be you. But we don't see any of the miracles from the Book of Mormon. We don't see any of the miracles from the Bible. We don't see any of the miracles from Joseph Smith. We don't see seer stones. We don't hear of angels appearing to anybody. We don't even have Cain appearing to anybody, right? There's that story of someone riding a donkey and, and, uh, or something to the fact maybe it is a horse and that someone uh, came up to him that was all dark and covered with hair or something to that effect and was talking to him. Something to that effect, right? And the, uh, the sad narrative is that we don't even have that. We don't have anything from the church outside of the feelings that we have from within. Do they come from an external source or from ourselves? So I listened to a great podcast talking about um, covenants, differences with covenants, and something that comes to mind is these covenants that, you know, if we take out the covenant concept from the LDS Church and instead we look at it from a narrative of more of a Christian view of covenants where the path has already been laid out, the sacrifice already made, everything's been done for us, we just need to look to Christ and uh, accept Christ into our life, right? Um, so with that narrative, why would God need to be so involved with prophets if it's already been done for us? And if God is everywhere and God's within us, kind of like dark matter, right? If God is everywhere and is within us, then all we have to do is look within. And whether if those things that we recognize within with our own meditation or spirituality 
our own worship, whether if it's to God or not, God gives to all men liberally, right? And it braideth not, right? Yeah, i got to throw an LDS narrative there. Um, but I think that that concept is true from the Christian aspect, that God gives to everybody. We just have to be willing to look for it and ask. And, you know, a lot of times the power is from within. So are we recognizing that power within? And are we utilizing it? Are we implementing it in our life? Are we thriving with it? Uh, you know, those are the tough questions. But it comes down to it that reality sets in. You know, we can have these reflective moments. Reality sets in, we're back to work, we're back to helping kids with school, we're back to the daily grind, paying bills, etc. And we're just kind of surviving until we reflect some more, right? Until the next moment. But are we going to be in tune within ourselves throughout the day as items come up? You know, um, taking that narrative, I was in a place within the LDS faith where, you know, I felt, hey, you know, the Spirit's always going to be with me. You know, I'm worthy. I'm more trying to be worthy, you know, and, and the Spirit's going to be with me. So... I just need to talk to God throughout the day and I always have a prayer in my heart. Well, I think the same goes with reflective thought throughout the day within ourselves. Let's use a work example. If you run into a problem, and I do a lot with problem solving and finding solutions, uh, if I run into a problem that's just complex and, oh, how do I do this? I <laughs> I find a lot of my answers through Google. That's <laughs> how the tech industry works, right? Um, if you're programming something, you can uh, find your answers a lot of times through Google as far as how to start, how to implement a functionality and and be able to communicate with other endpoints and share data and transpose that data. Hey, it's a work session, right? Um, but when I run into those issues in the past, I, prior to my transition, it was easy for me in that narrative that I loved and embraced and that I was very much closed into, I saw where I was able to say, or have that thought within myself, hey, God's here, God will help me. I just need to believe, I need to have hope, I need to have faith, I need to, you know, hey, I've got this. And then rather than being discouraged and getting stressed in the moment of, crap, what am I going to do, I need to get this fixed, you know, I take some quiet moment, I 
contemplate, I listen to the spirit, and I, you know, focus my energy. But what's any different with that narrative, which was very helpful in my life, and being able to have the confidence and to find solutions and to have a belief that God's there for me, what's any different than going throughout your day reflecting within? Regardless if you're looking to a God or not, but you're looking within and you're saying, I believe in myself. I've got this. I've got the answers. Being reflective, kind of taking a step out of your body, evaluating the situation, reflecting on it, analyzing it, and having this, hey, I'm going to find out the answer on this. I'm going to make it work. It's going to work for me. That's what software code is, really, is... You type a bunch of, you know, syntax on the, in your code and, or in your uh, document or your user interface, and you just hope that it works, and somehow it just starts working. You're just like, it's a miracle. (laughs) So, we're all walking miracles. The fact that things work, no. I'm partially kidding there. There is some truth to it. Um, So, as far as, you know, regardless if you have a belief or not, look inside for your answers. Believe in yourself. You know, and hey, give thanks to yourself if you don't believe in a God. That... You had the capacity to to find a solution, to find an answer, to find something, you know. So I'm trying to find a solution. It's hard in a transition. It's very difficult. And I haven't been able to find a new narrative. And that bugs me. So I have to find a new way forward with or without my family. But anywho, be safe out there. You've got this and believe in yourself. So take care.